Today we have a real treat. We are concluding this month our year-long series on the heroes of the faith. And today Pastor John is going to come up and he's going to talk about the shepherds and and what a great uh, example they are for all of us to follow in their legacy and to live the kind of life that God has called us to, uh, to live. But in addition to John preaching, we've got something that's a little bit different and a little unique we have Seth Williams, which is here today. He's a, a dear uh, part of our church, been a part of this church for many, many years. His family is just a great, uh, great example of a godly family that's a part of this uh, wonderful church. And Seth is going to be using his gift to worship. Now listen, this is not entertainment. As Seth uses the gifts that God has given him, he is using those gifts to worship God. In Genesis chapter 1, the first description that we have of God is that he is a God who creates. In the beginning, God what? Created. Now watch this. You were created to create. Your family, your business, your life, Your life is nothing more than God using you to create so that he gets glory. So as John is preaching, I want you to remember that Seth is worshiping. And at the end of our time together, we are going to have a beautiful piece of artwork that when you see it, you will glorify God through the ability and the talents and the gifts that God has given Seth. And I want you to be reminded that you have Beautiful talents and gifts that God wants you to use for his glory. So can you put your hands together and welcome Pastor John Bryant and Seth Williams. Wow. I have the Edved candle. I have Seth, Pastor Scott's introduction, how can you go wrong? Good morning. Today is the day we kind of center in on the shepherds. How many of you know what a, what a shepherd is, really? Probably not too many because here in the, the USA we have fences and laws and, you know, sheep just do their thing, but they're pretty well confined. But over in the Middle East, back, way back then, even now, uh, sheep run kind of where the shepherds tell them to run and graze. We, uh, we're very familiar with the 23rd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd. You know, and then they get a doesn't that give you a nice warm feeling in your heart? The Lord is my shepherd. And you, what do you picture? How, how do you picture that? Do you see this uh, surreal scene where this big, strong, muscled up shepherd like Pastor Scott, big guy, he's got a staff and he's taking care of you. He's looking out for you. And you, you, have any of you received Christmas cards yet this year? Well, you'll probably get some Christmas cards this year that have uh, three guys on camels 
that are dressed in gold and royalty. What are those? The three what? Oh, did I say three? How many wise men were there? What's the Bible say? How many? No, it doesn't. There's nothing in the Bible about the three wise men. But it's nice to, to think of, you know, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and we kneel down and we give them to the baby Jesus. Doesn't that give you a warm feeling in your heart? That's what it's designed to do. That's what Hallmark tries to do to make their zillions of dollars. They get that warm feeling in your heart. You give someone you love this Hallmark card and they read this and they're thinking, that is directly from his or her heart. It's wonderful. Wow. <laughs> Scared me back there. <clears throat> okay. All right. My point is this. We really don't know how many magi there were, the wise men. We, we don't know, but we like to say three because we kind of just think that. It's not biblical, but it makes us feel good, and it's okay. It's good. And then we come to the shepherds, Luke 2. Luke 2 says they were shepherds abiding in the fields, watching their flocks by night. Now, what do you see when you picture that? You see these shepherds out here with all these old snot nose. I mean these sheep, sheep are, you ever see sheep? You've been around sheep? They're nasty. But we have this beautiful picture, these wonderful woolly bullies, you know, and it's nice, that's good. And the shepherds are watching them out there. And uh, we read the scripture and pretty soon we read that, bang, this big light comes got the shepherd's attention, and the angels came. And they had a message for these shepherds. Do you realize individually, you, you and you and you and me, and me too, do we realize how God speaks to our heart? See, we get these shepherds back here, and they were not the greatest people in the world as far as society was concerned. Uh, one of your questions there, they were despised, they were looked down upon, they were the lowest of the low in society's scale, the lowest of the low. Have you ever felt like the lowest of the low? You are healthy. For years you're healthy, you're feeling good. All of a sudden you get these pains in your back and you get the pains in your leg. And you say, I better go to the doctor and see what's going on. I go to the doctor and the doctor says, you have about a month or two to live. You're full of cancer. You can't feel good when something like that happens, can you? You have all these emotions going on. The shepherds, I get this picture, this sublime notion that we have of the shepherds sitting out by the campfire singing Kumbaya. <laughs> and, you know, that, that's the kind of image we may have. But those shepherds were really a bunch of uh, 
unlawful people. They, they, they graze their sheep on other people's property. So they had to really watch their flocks by night so the landowner didn't come out and either steal their sheep or run them off. Now I'm not trying to uh, paint a bad picture of the shepherds, although I probably have. Not a bad picture. It, it's kind of like a picture of you and me. It's called sin. We're all sinners. But I don't want to get into that because Christmas is the time we feel good about life. And yeah, that's okay. But the truth is, those shepherds were the lowest of the low. Now here's my point. When the angels came on the scene, God is the God of the unimaginable. I don't know which one has four or five on your note. God does things when we least expect it. But those shepherds were doing the thing that they always do every day, routine, just like us. We do the same thing every day, you know, kind of routine. Life does get monotonous on occasion. They weren't looking for sitting around the fire looking for a great homecoming event that night. It was just a regular, ordinary night. But God does very extraordinary things in the lives of ordinary people. And I consider myself ordinary, ordinary, ordinary. When God chose to make the revelation to the world that his son, Jesus Christ, the Savior, the King of kings, Lord of lords, when God chose to make that announcement, I would have thought he would have made it to Herod the king and the religious leaders. Because Herod the king and the religious leaders are the only group that had access to Facebook and Twitter and the media. Literally, in that day, they had access to that kind of uh, power to communicate. When they put an edict up and they knock, you know, people listen. But instead, God chose these, these shepherds out here in the woods, you know, in that nice, surreal pastoral scene, uh, to make the announcement. And the shepherds, they, they were scared. They were scared out of their wits when that angel came and he said, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Remember when Pastor Scott preached on do not be afraid, all those verses all through the scripture, this is one of them. And the first thing he said, hey guys, don't be afraid for tonight I bring you good news. The good news. Regardless of what the situation that we may find ourselves in, there's always the great possibility for God to bring in good news. And the particular, the greatest news I know is the news that a Savior has been born to you. Christmas is a time when we have the opportunity to reflect on 
Am I saved? That, that's what he came to save his people from their sins. Am I saved? People ask me sometimes, you know, you talk about that salvation, that saved stuff. What do you mean by that? I said, because I was lost, I had a miserable, useless life in my mind, and when I found that relationship with Jesus Christ, I became saved. That's that saved. Saved from myself. Saved from a, a, a hopeless existence. Saved from fear. I hope that you found that same salvation. God, forgive me and save me. Jesus Christ, come into my life. Make me a new person. And Holy Spirit, come to live in my heart. And God transforms a person's life, your life, my life. Well, I want to get back to the, to the shepherds a little bit. Those shepherds were excited, to say the least. They didn't, they didn't really know what to do. But they followed the star. They figured out how to get there. They came to see, see the baby. After they did, they went all out in the town, all around, and told everyone that would listen, who had an ear to listen, what they'd seen. God knew that the shepherds would be believed because nobody expected the lowly shepherds to do anything spectacular. And when the Spirit of the Lord gets a hold of a person, spectacular things happen. Prayer, power in prayer, praying in the Spirit, that, that's what God can do if we're open. See, even sometimes when we're not open and available, God pops in. Jesus comes on the scene. I, I, looked, at, uh, I looked at this relationship that we talk about when we say, do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? Now I thought about these shepherds. They had a relationship because, unlike us, they believed because they saw. Sometimes seeing is believing. But greater are you being blessed who have not seen, and you still believe. That's, that's what the scripture means. If, if you, you've not seen, but yet you believe. And that's the key. So often I do funerals, memorials, funeral services, and I simply say, if you believe, you're right with God. And they say, what do you mean by that? And I always try to add this to explain that. Love the Lord your God 
with all your heart, body, mind, and soul. You receive his son, Jesus Christ. He said, if you, you receive my son, I'll, literally, I'll receive you. But those that don't receive the son, God can't receive them. That's the plan. These shepherds saw and believed. And sometimes God will allow us to see. It's that Holy Spirit moment, the aha moment. You've all had that. Most of you have gone to school. <laughs> and you've, you've got some degree of education. And along those way, you had an aha moment. Yeah, you, you see. I see now. And yet you try to explain that sometimes or communicate that to other people. And they just don't get it. They don't get it. Well, that's sad, but it's nothing that should cause us grief because the gate is very narrow. The way in is very narrow. And only a few find it. And the few that find it are those that believe. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angels, praising God as saying, this, this is after the angels heard the announcement, this heavenly host of singers, like Lisa, our singers up here, right? they, they came in. I don't know whether they were all dressed in white and had wings on or not, but they were singing praises to God. And when they did, they sang peace on earth to those on whom his favor rests. I leave you with that thought. The very most highly blessed people on earth are those on whom God's favor rests. And if you're a believer today, own it. God's favor rests upon you, as sorry as you are. <laughs> yeah. Don't let, don't let the enemy tell you you're not good enough. No, you'll never be good enough. But God's favor resting on you, you have the best of the best. And when the angels, or when the shepherds realized that God's favor was on them, what did they do? They went out and told everyone they saw what had happened. And that's exactly the pattern and the lesson that we need to learn. We need to go out and tell it. We need to go out and tell it. Live it and tell it. Don't be afraid to open your mouth. Why are you happy? Why are you, why are you feeling? Because Jesus Christ lives here. Not because I'm so good. I guarantee if you do that, these pews will start filling up and filling up and filling up till we have to have three or four services. No doubt about it. Go and tell it. Check this out. Oh, man, what have we got there, Seth? 
Okay. Okay. Almost done? I see what's happening there. I'm not going to serve the artist in residence. Can you give us a word on that? I didn't hear what he said. Oh, man. They saw the star. If we were looking at a star today, we should see the cross. Because the cross is the key to our salvation. Stay saying, let's go out and tell it.